Byron, from the Course of Time, Book Four, by Robert Pollock, from the World's Best Poetry, Volume Seven, Descriptive and Narrative, Part One, read for LibriVox.org by Craig Franklin. Byron, from the Course of Time, Book Four. He touched his harp, and nations heard entranced, as some vast river of unfailing source. Rapid, exhaustless, deep, his numbers flowed, and opened new fountains in the human heart, where fancy halted, weary in her flight. In other men his fresh as morning rose, and soared untrodden heights, and seemed at home. Where angels bashful looked, others, though great, beneath their argument seemed struggling whiles. He, from above descending, stooped to touch the loftiest thought, and proudly stooped as though it scarce deserved his verse. With nature's self he seemed an old acquaintance free to jest, at will with all her glorious majesty. He laid his hand upon the ocean's mane, and played familiar with his hoary locks, stood on the Alps, stood on the Apennines, and with the thunder talked as friend to friend and wove his garland of the lightning's wing, in sportive twist, the lightning's fiery wing, which as the footsteps of the dreadful god, marching upon the storm in vengeance, seemed, then turned, and with the grasshopper who sung his evening song beneath his feet, conversed, suns, moons, and stars, and clouds his sisters were, rocks, mountains, meteors, seas, and winds, and storms, his brothers, younger brothers, whom he scarce as equals deemed, all passions of all men, the wild and tame, the gentle and severe, all thoughts, all maxims sacred and profane, all creeds, all seasons, time, eternity, all that was hated and all that was dear, all that was hoped, all that was feared by man, he tossed about, as tempest withered leaves, then smiling, looked upon the wreck he made. With terror now he froze the cowering blood, and now dissolved the heart in tenderness. Yet would not tremble, would not weep himself, but back into his soul retired alone. Dark, sullen, proud, gazing contemptuously on hearts and passions prostrate at his feet. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.